apologize for my appearance. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... I'm Mark, and I have had a difficult time these past few years. You have nothing to apologize for. I'm Chad. So... It's for a a different scene than mine, right, Chad? Uh, no, that's the same scene. Same scene, Mark. Pay attention. Yeah, they're, 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 he's like, he keeps saying he's sorry. Uh, for you know crying and, and looking like crap and his family is like it's that, okay you'd have nothing to apologize for that that does seem right right yeah. it just wasn't listed along with the quote on this page i'm not looking at whatever page you're looking at i'm just talking i'm just recording the, the podcast movie mere hours ago i did kind of set a weird mood for the day cody is still distracted i think by serialized um, i'm not he's I'm not. okay <laughs> He's busy logging talk shows on the serialized app. He usually will start the podcast and say that this is a movie or this is a podcast about movie. What do you say about the podcast? I tune you out every so week. This is, this is Bex Pictures, the podcast where I pick our favorite movies. I already said that that alive. That's how it starts. That's you right. say your quotes. And then well, then, say, then he's normally like, well, on this show, as you probably know by now, we each pick our favorite movie for each show we've been alive. We also look what the Oscars picked for the best movie particularly year, and then to wrap things up, we pick a bonus picky that we want to talk about for some reason or another. Right. Um, Which will be important next time. And then he'd say something about how, like today on Best Pictures, we're talking about the best picture winning of twenty winner of twenty thirteen, uh, twelve years of slave. But before uh, we talk about that, we should probably talk about what we've seen at the Megaplex. Yeah. And then he'd ask a question like, "Cody, what have you seen at the Megaplex recently?" Uh, so I, me and Chad have the document open today. <laughs> yes, <we do. laughs> yeah, it's a real test. So I did go to the Megaplex a couple times, but the movie that I want to talk about, I actually watched from the comfort of my home, which is very fitting because it was a movie about somebody who wants to stay at home. And I don't think either of my two co-hosts have watched this movie yet. I am realizing as I I'm about to talk about it, but it's okay. Because it's a good movie made by Mark's favorite director, who he always seems to forget has movies coming out. I am well aware this movie it. is out. I'm just trying to catch up for the pins. To be fair, this man makes a lot of movies. He makes a lot of movies. Too many. Uh, the movie... He also made the Oscars. He also made the Oscars last year. Is there some um, kind of stunt director for the Oscars this year? No, yeah. it's a producer. It's just a producer. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I watched the film Kimmy. Yeah. Um, which is Zoe Kravitz in a kind of rear window, the conversation-esque Ooh. riff. More, it's kind of a mix of those two because she hears a crime, um, but she's agoraphobic and doesn't really want to leave her apartment. And it's all through this Alexa-type device um, called and Kimmy. It's, it's during COVID, right? uh it's sort of post covid it is sort of she was having a real hard time mentally but she had kind of worked out the courage to like go out then covid hit set her back and now she's still very agoraphobic it is jarring the amount of media that like was probably in development around july of last year when like we thought we were like over it basically yeah. Uh, taking place in the post-COVID world, and then I'm watching it like at home. Sad. I don't know. I sometimes like that m- movies and TV shows feel like they don't have to address COVID, but then I saw some random article yeah. saying it was bad that they don't. 
which it's, is it's why I should pay I'm a little to random articles. I'm a little torn on it because like there are shows that are like objectively said in the present day, but it's like a, a fictional reality because like none of the stuff that has changed all of our lives have affected these characters. You know what I Euphoria mean? Before you started weird. doing a COVID arc, I'd get pissed off because that doesn't exist in the real well, world. Well, I mean, Euphoria also do doesn't exist in the real yeah. world. No, so doesn't. like it would make me mad or like Riverdale felt like they needed to do right and then there's shows like uh Better Call Saul my favorite show which hasn't put out an episode since COVID started well it's also uh they take place in like 2005 so right right right. so not a big deal but like they're still dealing with the war in Iraq yeah right I I, I guess we are too hey no soon to be the war in freaking uh Ukraine am I right hey (laughs) yeah we don't have to get involved um oh we're we gonna probably, we, we, we probably won't we we will not us that not us three but like we oh no sir i meant i mean i'm going over there oh you're going over okay <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do he's handling the peace talks i'm gonna see if i can talk it out yeah talk cool. to talk to vlad bring... has anyone tried reaching out to vlad well you know, i've been texting around trying to get his number yeah. uh no one i know has it though so i'll go Weird. to Mar- mar-a-lago um mm. they probably have this yeah. number down there it's probably down there cool um yeah i don't i i just i don't think i don't think shows need to address it it pissed me off when paranormal activity six was like i it's like kind of covid i <laughs> like that because it was just like yeah it did make it feel real to me it was like oh yeah they're picking someone up from the airport so they got to wear the masks like and then they had like a conversation like masks on or masks off in the van and then they decided on masks off and they never mentioned it again there are some shows that i like superstore is not a show that i've watched much of but i am aware that the last season they did deal with COVID. i think that makes sense because that show was like Mm -hmm. about the struggles of working in a real like a retail setting and like covid was a big deal in retail settings so that is an interesting story story to tell but like worst person in the world which is is now my favorite movie. What is she year. anti-vax? No. Um she's just, the worst she person just, then. She's just messy. She messy. Mark really needs to see that movie. So I'm it's not gonna spoil it, but I'm gonna watch it this weekend. The at the end, mm-hmm. not talking about what's happening, but at the end, it's clearly like COVID times because like she wears a mask. And I'm like, sure, you didn't need to do this really i think i would I rather yeah. have a movie where it's like it is covid time but they're living their life yeah. like uh yeah. which is what the, the ending of worst person yeah in the yeah world was. It's, it's not about yeah. covid yeah. at all but like yeah. she puts on a mask and i was like hmm, okay yeah um, she was like working on a film set and like yeah. the the production was covid safe that they were all wearing masks and stuff right. uh, that was it they didn't address it other than that just that she was working a, a job the worst person on the world in, on a film set. What is she? Harvey Weinstein? Hey, no, she's hey, just yo. messy. <laughs> oh, she's got so a messy like, life. She's I'm got sorry. a messy love life. <laughs> is she the worst person in the world? No, I love her. She's great. Oh, yeah. Name is false advertising. Yeah, she... I'm going to sue for the fact that she's not the worst person in the world yeah. and the fact Anna de Armas is on it. Well, I believe the Do you guys know person, about that? Yeah, the yesterday they're suing because Which I don't Anna even Armas. remember her in the trailer. Is she, she in the so trailer? So she was in the she was playing herself on a talk show that the guy was appearing on. Uh, it was like one of those like you're sitting on a couch with celebrities and Anna de Armas was the other celebrity. It was probably Graham Norton. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um 
weird. <laughs> you the worst person in the just, world. I think it's only right. the the dude that says he feels like the worst person in the world. I don't think it's ever a trip. That title is ever explicitly attributed to the protagonist. So, but he's like the worst person in the world. Eh, no, he's actually pretty. God chill. damn it. Um. So anyway, Kimmy's really good. I don't want to talk about it too much because it's a very twisty movie and Ooh. I want you guys to experience it. But it's a nice 90 minute romp. I am looking nice. forward to it when I have time to get to it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything coming out this weekend. That's what I was like looking. Uh, the Batman is until next weekend. Well, Cyrano, canonically for the show, I guess. That comes, out comes out this coming weekend. Week. The, the weekend after recording, Worst Person in the World gets to my city. Okay. And cool. also Cyrano gets to my city. So I gotta I gotta pick between one of those. Two. I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna see Cyrano. Cyrano. Sorry. I am interested decide. in Cyrano. I am going to sacrifice it to the couch and watch worst person in the world instead. Cool. And then watch Cyrano on the couch when it comes out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, yeah, I may watch good. it on the couch, but yeah, I don't it didn't get Oscar noms, so it just doesn't rush. Yeah, it's not a real movie, movie right? Yeah. Um, whereas like Drive My Car, the second that's out on HBO Max, I'm gonna be right. Carving which i saw uh hours. that's not the movie i said i was going to talk about but i did see it I did, i'm like the only person that didn't like love it and i'm kind of bummed out it was a little boring what did you me. think it was about like did you have um, any idea maybe like, i knew that were... the title of it came from like a person is hired to drive this person's car and I, that's all i really knew about it yeah uh, it's the, like about that relationship from a, from a building um and so I was expecting like a, a slower paced, like relational building. It just felt like, I don't know. It's definitely like person who doesn't want to feel his feelings. Uh, and he's constantly trying to not feel them. Yeah. And I just feel like I, I've seen it a, a many times and this one didn't like necessarily provide anything new. I, I can see why it like hits for some people like, I really can't. I think it's a good movie. I just, I just personally don't like it. It's good. Yeah. It's well made. It's you know, there's interesting characters. There's interesting stuff with language going on that I liked. Yeah. But ultimately, it was just kind of like, this movie is so long, and it's what do you? It's very long. What yeah. do you mean with language? Uh, so he does the, a play. The guy has a play, and everyone like basically speaks a different language in the play. They and speak one, their native language. Yeah. One person signs like uh, it's. Not a Korean sign language. That's cool. Um, yeah, I like that character a lot. Um, that movie was so, okay. Yeah, what <laughs> was, did you say? Right. I also saw uh, "I Want You Back," not in the not in the Megaplex, but on Valentine's Day, uh, from the comfort of my home. Uh, it was the Charlie Day Jenny Slate uh, rom com for Amazon. It's all. It was fine, you know. I think I rated it and drive my car like similar star ratings on Letterboxd, but like drive my car. I was just expecting it to be like a five-star movie for me. And then this one, I was expecting it to be like two-star movie. And then they both leveled out at about a three-star movie. Um, and yeah, this one is, is, is cute. It, it, it should have been the, the quick 90 minute romp, but it's like a two hour movie. It's long. That's what I've heard about it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's no bueno. They're trying to like balance a lot of like, characters and it kind of comes at the expense of what you want in your rom-com is to marinate in the chemistry of jenny slate and charlie day and that's what you want the movie to be 
Yeah. But they're so focused on trying to get their exes back for the whole movie that they don't spend a lot of time in the same room as each other. They spend a lot of time elsewhere. And I feel like that's a fundamental flaw. Uh, that being said, when they are on camera together, it's fun. And there's some fun little bits. Uh, Jenny Slate has to uh, step into a dress rehearsal for a middle school production of uh, Little Shop of Horrors um, because the kid's sick or something. So she has to step in and, and sing a song with a child, a love song. Uh, it's the Suddenly Seymour. Mm-hmm. really fun scene really that love funny. it that sounds love great it. yeah it's just good good rom-com stuff you know so. i uh this was not the movie i'm talking about uh but on valentine's day i saw marry me which is the 90 minute romp you want it to be wow um which is truly a blessing love a love a little 90 minute rom-com romp rom-com rom-com you uh you w- what'd you rate that movie four stars <laughs> I gave it three and a half, but <laughs> I in the basking in the glow of a Valentine's Day movie theater experience, and it was almost four. Yeah, it, it looks you... it looks very bad to me. It, it's it just looks fine. The thing is, J Lo is fun. Owen Wilson is fun. The premise is cute, uh, and there's a little Based girl a in, a, in a math competition. Yeah. Um. I don't, neither i'm not interested in either one i don't want to see i want you back or marry me that much i'm sure they have their values but i don't know i'm not feeling either one of them yeah i mean it's fine I, I don't think i'm not gonna like push this movie on you it's just if you wanted like a little you know no feel I mean, good rom-com it is that so we, we went we with all, that as we always pick. pretend the rom-com doesn't exist anymore and we're talking about two of them today it does so it's on streaming yeah. it's mostly well marry me is in theaters uh it's and also on streaming on peacock. streaming on peacock. Also on streaming. um yeah we went with that one for you chad because we hadn't seen drive my car yet right and then we didn't want to talk about uncharted which I not really like yeah, yeah. Um, Cody thought it was fine. I think it's um, fine. Like it's just there's just not a strong enough conversation there. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know Nathan Drake finds a treasure. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, you know I see. Whereas my, like, my I need biggest... a treasure hunting movie every year. Um, so I, that's I what just... the Lost City is, Cody. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm that's going to be the good treasure hunter movie this year. Until a few National years ago, it was Dora and the, the Lost City of Gold, out. and that's Dora and the Lost City of Gold is a better movie than uh, Uncharted by a pretty wide margin, I think. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. <laughs> I don't disagree. Which is insane. Um, my biggest issue with too. Uncharted is everywhere he goes, charted. Everywhere mm. he goes, it's on the map. No, the island he went to, anyway. On the map on a map he found like it's he does map. in the game it was charted it sounds like, like someone charted it it's it's charted. It's literal idiot. Uh, uh, thanks for asking i saw death on the nile oh yeah well how uh, much champagne is in this movie honestly about enough to fill the nile wow yeah so uh also see, some you... some celebs in that movie still feels a little wasteful to throw it over the side of the boat though See, if you actually watched that movie, you would know in that moment. Cody, you got to talk into the microphone. You've done this for years now. It's not her bad acting. It's actually she's trying to. She's uh, she's in a situation where she's trying to cover for. for... Listen, I don't know when that trailer moment became about her bad acting. To me, it's just like a cringy little like just the whole presentation of it is so silly that like, i mean she's uh, supposed to be an out of touch rich person so great like, that yeah. was fine but yeah I don't know. 
it's fine. I, I don't She's get not it good... as a meme. I really don't. It, it doesn't I, make that I just much of an impact. It's the me. same thing as the Nicole Kidman AMC thing. It's just like yeah, it's we'll we're all hyper focused on this one thing because we've seen it a billion times. Death on the Nile trailer has been going on for three years now. It's uh, it's more of the uh, IKEA, IKEA spring thing, collection, thing. which again is something that's like not right. even really that the fall collection IKEA. Actually, I'm sorry, fall collection. You're right. Um, what is this vibranium? Fall collection, Ikea. Crowd bursts into laughter. Yeah. Five minutes. They have to pause the, the, the oh, film. Oh! <laughs> yes! Yes! That clip is from No Way Home, right? That yeah. The, the, the one everyone puts the audio on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. Eternals is a good movie. It's I'm not. Pretending it's not like it's good. Not. It's no, not. It is it's, good. That's a fine movie. Uncharted is a bad movie. Eternals is okay to find. Neither of them are good. Well, it, Eternals was the best Marvel. You know what else year, is? So. That's insane. No Way Home is not the year. only person with that. No Way Home, Shang-Chi, both much better than Eternals. No, Eternals both actually have like relatable characters. Our friend Eli agrees with me. That's insane. Uh, I don't care what Eli says. Eli, if you're listening, I don't care what you think Chad, about did you Eternals. you say that Black Widow is better than Eternals? No, Black Widow is the worst of the, okay. Of the movie. Okay, making sure we're on the same page. And like yeah. six of the TV shows are much worse. Um, There's not, they haven't done six TV shows. I'd say it's better than the I TV think, shows. No, no, it's worse mm. than the TV shows. No, it's better than every TV. Wandavi- show. WandaVision is better. Loki no. is better. No. Hawkeye is better than Eternals. Hawkeye is significantly worse. Yeah. I don't know what you think good means in Marvel. We have a fundamental disagree on what good means anymore. Well, I know that because. Yeah. Uh, well, that. Cody, did you think that Death in the Nile was good? I did. Nah, Try to fine. steer this back to the show. Right, I think right. it's fun. It's a it's, little, it's a little murder mystery. I, I was kept a me on the ropes when I watched it. I think that's definitely part of it. I am worried about seeing Batman next week, three hours after like how work has been, just because anytime I've watched movies after work recently, I've been like, huh, Cody, just kind of how I felt. Cody, after Death on the Nile. Movies come out on the weekend for a reason. Yeah, nope. I'm going on Saturday to see the Batman. I've got well, I gotta watch Drive My Car on Saturday. No, no. Um, I'm definitely not watching that one after work. Now, I I will see it Thursday, and I will probably go and rewatch it on Sunday. Um, what if you don't like it? Then I won't go see it on Sunday. Oh, okay. I'll cancel my ticket. It's pretty cool. easy. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, Death on the Nile. It's fun, but it's fun. It takes them too long to get too on long. the Nile. But it's, it's too, too long, long for someone overall. to get murdered. Here's another thing. Maybe too horny. No impossible movie was really horny at times impossible y'all get to almost had sex with someone on top of like a like a tomb of some sort oh fantastic uh so let me ask you this let me ask you so hot in the movie let me ask you this yeah go ahead yeah gal gadot she's actress presumably murdered right yes wow good job you got it it is her yeah she killed herself right the titular death on the nile she did not kill herself. Uh, See, was, my, you who my, did it? my thought is the last one was called Murder on the Orient Express, and this one's called Death on the Nile. Well, well they, they can't just call everything Murder, murder on, the on the Nile. Why not? 
I, just... I, I want to know what kind of movie I'm getting into. If it's going to be about a bunch of places that are on maps, I think the movie should be called Charted. If it that's is like about a murder like, on the Nile, so... I would like it to be called. I would like them to let me know what I'm getting into. That's the... like assuming that there's no sorcerers in the second through a seventh Harry Potter books because the sorcerer is only in the first one. That's no, the sorcerer's stuff. What are you, what, what's happening here? What about the sorcerer's chamber of secrets, huh? Are there no sorcerers in there? I'm just, like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're, I don't know where this is going, but we talked about, we're talking about 12 years a slave, a movie. No, we're not talking about that yet. We're still talking about death on the Nile. Are we? We're really not. I don't really have much to say about death on the Nile. I haven't seen it. I will, the, the person who did the murder is the most obvious, which is part of why it felt so long. And mm. he had a, I mean, he or she so had Army a good Hammer. alibi. Army it's Hammer. Army Hammer. Yeah. And it's not even Sam, like that really surprising. Giving that away, huh? It's not that surprising ever. And so the fact that it took that long. I think that's part of why it takes so long to get to the actual murder because mm. they're like, well, we can't drag this out that much, but I still think they drag it out. I mean, the thing is that like the best part of those movies is the dude, uh, you know, the the guy Perot. whose name I know, uh, Perot. Perot, and like Perot. interviewing the guys. Like that's the that's the most interesting part and like him unraveling yeah, it. Good. And this one's a long time setting setting stuff up. Yeah, just a little too long setting things up. I think that's really what like fucked it up for me. Uh, you do get a backstory on the mustache, though. Yeah. Not a bit. A real thing that happens. It's crazy. It's too much. Too much. Hey, movies need to stop doing World War One. I. I know that like there was a point where yeah. we were like, why so much World War II, not enough World War One. We're done with World War One. We get it. There are trenches. Yeah. So another movie I watched was The, King. the, King's the Kingsman. Man. Yeah. A World War One movie. One I didn't of the least Kingsman movies ever made. Yeah, it it wasn't. I didn't like it very much. Uh, it was fine. Some of the action was like really good, but like it didn't quite rise to the level of the first two. Really, did the you first watch one. the post credit scene? That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, the post credit <laughs> yeah, scene, like the thing is, the- I didn't know about it until I saw it. Like randomly, the day oh, after mm-hmm. the the day after I watched it, someone shared to Twitter like, "Why do they just?" introduce adolf hitler like he's yeah. nick fucking fury yeah. at the end of iron man i know about that the the thing is that like the kingsman movies are very goofy and over the top i don't yeah. like them i do i love the first one and i like the second one the third one i yes. really don't like agree well it's because the yeah. third one doesn't have any of the goofiness it doesn't have the goofy. like the first two have like these way over the top villains who are like who have an absurd plan for like how yeah. they're going to destroy the world and then yeah. this third one was just like oh there's just some wacky stuff going on in world war one it's it like, literally the wacky stuff going on world war one is like the plot of world war one yeah it's the plot of world war one they just have like silly fights like rasputin's yeah. gonna be like like that movie had me every 20 minutes being like i remember this part from history class like literally like oh yeah, yeah. prince phillips or whatever just, the dude's name is it was not the vibe and it's prince a shame because like i wanted ray fines to be like a fun Colin Firth type in this, and he did fine, but like it just the, the material was. Do you there. guys like um, the Kickass movies? I never saw this. Yeah, uh, I wasn't allowed to see him because I it's think I ass. watched the first one, uh, and they weren't great. No, same director, I believe. Oh, okay. For the first uh, yes. Yeah. Not a big fan myself. Not a big fan of Matthew Vaughn. No, not really. No. Oh, you liked I First am Class a, a lot, right? Matthew yeah, Vaughn fan. I like that. Yeah. Okay, 
I just don't. I thought like that was like gas. your favorite X Men movie. No. Oh, okay. What it's my favorite X Men movie. What? Yeah, it's Mark's. What is my favorite X Men movie? Logan. Uh, probably. Yeah, Logan. Come yeah, on. Logan's the best one. I like Wolverine a lot. Yeah. Uh, Cody, can can you transition yeah. us to talk about yeah. the movie we're here to talk about? You guys got it. You entered the show. Yeah, but like transition. I miss you. Oh, I also don't like Stardust. People told me that Stardust was good. And they lied to me. I need to rewatch it. It's been a moment. Um, hey, let's talk about the movie that won Best Picture in 2013, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. yeah. So 12 years ago, it, it feels like kind of a little bit. I mean, it was, I mean, it was nine years ago. Yeah. Nine, Getting yeah. there. Not quite. Not it. Yeah. Come back to me in three years. Don't tell the joke again. I don't okay. think we're going to have this podcast in three years. I mean, but like you can talk to me in three years. No, the once the podcast is over, we're done. That's yeah. it. Uh, this has hey, been someone, the thing that's kept us in touch. Someone listening, uh, like text me or tweet me in three years and say, like, "Hey, what's what's your take on Twelve Years a Slave?" And I'll say, uh, "More like Twelve Years, slave, years more ago." More like Twelve Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I will and then, go viral on Insta, Twitter, or whatever it's called at that. Point. Honestly, set a reminder for twenty twenty five, whenever the fuck it's going to be, to tweet. 12 years a slave more like 12 years ago where's my phone i'm gonna do that <laughs> yeah i'll give it a, I'll, I'll heart the tweet whatever we're calling it then it used to be called favorite now it's called like that change happened like 10 years ago yeah, that uh, happened a long time ago i remember there were some very funny people who would tweet the exact same joke and it was like how can you favorite hundreds of tweets you should only be able to have one favorite tweet and now that tweet doesn't make any sense because we like them now because Twitter is Instagram and Instagram is TikTok and TikTok is Vine. Cody, talk about 12 years a slave. <laughs> You're looking at your phone. What are you doing? I'm setting a reminder. No, I'm talking to Cody. You're both looking at your phones and I'm over here talking about fucking TikTok because I can't fill up the hour. <sighs> Cody. <laughs> I'm almost back. Say the stuff that you say about 12 Years a Slave. What, this, that's what I do. I intro the movie. And then I you, get, say a, that it's you get us started talking every episode, 200 okay. episodes so, now. Look, 12 Years a Slave, I remember when it came out and everyone uh -huh. at, at TIFF or whatever was like, this movie's going to win the Oscar. Mark was, was at like, TIFF. Uh, no, I was on Twitter uh, <laughs> reading about TIFF. Uh, and people were like, this is going to win the Oscar hands down. And the rest of the Oscars, everyone was like, oh, it's kind of up in the air. Could be this, could be that. And I was like, they said it was 12 years mm -hmm. a slave and they would up not have lied to me. It was 2011. You okay. fucking idiot. No, it's a good fine. joke. <laughs> and this is a good joke. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you see the movie, it's kind of like undeniable an Oscar type movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's challenging in the ways that a movie like this should be and like challenging in that like it's it's very difficult to watch like you are yeah. constantly wanting to look away from the the tv yeah uh i mean there's a couple of instances i can think of right off the bat i mean just relentless beatings that you just don't want to watch it's wildly unpleasant and then there's that famous uh scene where he's like halfway being hanged in the tree yeah and just like struggling to breathe for like probably six hours and then on screen it's probably like a full three minutes of just like watching him hang there it's it's rough um and yeah just i mean it's it's 
messed up my head all day having watched it this morning um and it's done this every single time i've watched it where i just like i'm in a weird mood after i see this movie i'm like i can't like enjoy life you know it's a bummer it's powerful it's it, it's pretty yeah i don't enjoy watching it and i don't think but it it's is designed to be enjoyed you know no, what i mean no. yeah yeah i mean so steve mcqueen he started in performance art and actually was known for doing performance art type things that were unpleasant. Mm. Um, and I think like some of his earlier films also have their own different versions of unpleasantness that um, they confront in some way or another. This is not unpleasant in the way that those pieces were. But I mean, he definitely mm. is not one who's afraid to like challenge the audience and kind of like, you know, make them right. sit in it. And what's crazy is he makes a pretty populist, like fairly accessible, good action movie. I that mean, fucking nobody watches. And I get I, pissed about it every time. It was good. I think about Steve McQueen. I think that movie rules. That scene. I think that there, there is also yeah, a lot of like, making you sit in things and like stare at things and like think about things in that movie like there are a lot of in like widows ju- yeah, yeah in widows like a lot of like kind of monologues taken in like one long shot like i think of the the shot where they're writing from the political stuff in the poor neighborhood to like the rich neighborhood where the politics headquarters mm-hmm. is and it's like just a shot like on like the camera's like on the hood of the car and it's kind of like pointing towards the side and like mm-hmm. you hear Colin Farrell talk about um you know his whatever he, he he's talking about but it's like a shot of like the neighborhood transitioning and it's like really yeah. just like kind of sitting in that moment yeah, um it's good and then kind of in that same vein of like just being forced to like watch something unpleasant there's that scene with Daniel Kalua where he's uh he's like forcing those two other guys in like the gang or whatever it's forcing them to like continue their freestyle rap yeah until he just shoots them in the head and he's like getting in their face being wildly intimidating and you're just like i'm just like shriveling into a ball of nerves when that scene's going on it's so it's masterful suspense building in that case whereas in 12 years a slave it's more like these moments are just there to make you uncomfortable with like our nation's history (laughs) yeah uh um but it's the same muscle that he's like exercising as a director apparently one of the short films that steve mcqueen did was just an 11 minute short film of a dead horse in like a middle of a field like that was the kind of stuff he was doing yeah yeah Um, i mean you can kind of see that directly translate to like that hanging scene or yeah yeah i was sitting on something you don't want to be looking at i was trying to see what his next project is and it's a movie called blitz but there's like no details about it well he also made five you know short movies long episodes of television uh in small acts which i you were trying to get me to watch that fantastic um the the first one that's good the first one's good. The first one is like a courtroom drama about like uh, a riot in mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Great Britain. So it's like the 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 all of the films are about like 
immigrants to Britain from the West Indies, which is like Jamaica, like the British territories in the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, And it's about them moving back to London and just like different things that happen to them. So like the first one is about like this guy that owns a cafe and he thinks that like, because he's like a property owner, he's like, you know, the the people will, will treat him like a regular person and not like an immigrant, but they, they don't. And like the police destroy his like cafe. And like, there's, there's a, like a long shot. I remember from that, that's just like going through his cafe after the riot. And it's just like all of the destruction, but mm. it's also just great courtroom drama. Yeah. Uh, but with the second one, I, I think that Chad, I think you would love the second one. And Cody, you also need yeah. to watch Lover's Rock, uh, which is just like, they just, two people go to like a party in like, you know, that part of town. And it's just like reggae music playing, everyone kind of being there for each other. Like it's pretty conflict free. Like occasionally like someone will get drunk and like make a pass at someone, but it's mostly just about like the, the community kind of like being there for each other and defending Hmm. each other from the stuff that might come up and just kind of like about brotherhood and being there for each other through the difficult stuff. And like the, the moments that he makes you like sit and watch are like everyone at the party, like singing along to a song. And just like really yeah. being together and like a kind of like a not a like a family unit, but like a big community, kind of like getting along and seeing the song and kind of feeling the rhythm together. I like Lovers Rock, we talked about it that year, like was my favorite film of the year. It's like 80 minutes, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good the director. Three are very good also director. Good, I need but, to watch. But I think the first two are the best. I need to watch Small Axe. I'm looking at the just Small Axe like Wikipedia page now and just seeing each episode has its own like rotten tomatoes score mm-hmm. uh and the lowest one's 95 percent. they're all like very highly <laughs> approved well which you know rotten about, tomatoes is rotten tomatoes but like whatever but right. it's, the thing yeah, about, everyone, they're they're liked they're well liked with with streaming rotten tomatoes and tv rotten tomatoes it's like if you're watching this even as a critic like you're only watching this because you're interested in it sure. so like I, I always take like when people like I was looking at the most recent season of The Walking Dead and like, you know, episodes are getting like 90 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, but like no one is mm. volunteering to like review a season of of Walking Dead at this point unless they're like a Walking Dead fan. I kind of right. like I keep having this thought of like, what if I caught back up with Walking Cody, Dead? Cody, do not. I now that to, there is like interest now that there's an end now that there's a tangible like, yeah, OK, at this point, they're trying to build to an ending. I'm yeah. curious how they land. I'm sure they don't stick the landing because they didn't stick the middle, you know. No. Uh, but maybe they do. I don't know. I've heard some people say that, like, people who were off on it, like, mm-hmm. the same time I was off on it, but they just kept going, say that, like, it did kind of bounce good. Like, it kind of, like, changed. Good for them. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I will probably read the entire comic series. I do have that in the back of my head of something. That I'm very close to have read all of it. I have, like, probably, like, less than 10 issues on, on the end that I still need to read. And I just, like, I was buying them week to week from my comic shop, and then I, like, missed one week, and then it just messed me up because, yeah. like, they sold out of, like, a really popular one, I guess. Um, yeah, so yeah. It, it slowed me down. 12 years a slave right more like 12 character actors they're not really character actors i mean they're not character actors. actors there are like like at least two like, like marvel stars. cinematic superhero <laughs> like can't, we cannot talk stars. about it yet well okay. i mean we can talk about I, I we can talk about who's in it 
Yes. And see yeah. that this this got uh Benedict before he was in Marvel. Like this was like mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch's like be- for biggest thing after Sherlock, I feel like. Yeah. Well, this is this is Star Trek in, at- into Darkness. Yeah, I mean, this was 2013. Sherlock started in like 2010, I think. Yeah. That seems right. Yeah. yeah. This is after Sherlock pre-Strange. Pre- I think it's it's about the same time as Hobbit. He was uh Smaug. I'm also before... thinking about well, this is after the first Probably Hobbit, so. but before the second and third Hobbits when yeah. he showed up. Right. Um, I think this is the same year as Star Trek into Darkness. Mm-mm, that's 2011. Oh. Well, then oh, that was okay. his first big thing after wow. Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would have been his big, big thing. I mean, he was definitely like a well-known actor at the point. It was 2013. Okay, I was right. Gotcha. My bad. I didn't know that realized there was fucking four years in between those movies. Yeah, they cannot make those movies on a last quickly. That's what happens when you cast a bunch of fucking movie stars. It's coming back though. Coming back, coming back, coming back. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, well, it's it's coming back because Zoe Saldana finally fucking finished filming Avatar movies. (laughs) And Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I mean, she's busy. True, I think she's probably wrapped on those now. Avatar was like yeah. three years, probably. Right. Yeah, she's Guardians done until they announce seven. Now. Right, right. She's so she's done with Avatar. She's done with Guardians. She can go to Star Trek. She's probably got a lot of money from those two things alone. And also Star Trek. And also Star Trek. Um, but Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. Very. Do you want to go through the plot? Um, a guy is a slave can? for twelve years. I mean, yeah. so he, a free man. He's a, he's a free man in Maryland. No, New Maryland York was the South. In he's New up York. in New York. Yeah, and um, he he gets kidnapped. Like basically, people were like, "Hey, come with us. We want to do something or other." And then they like get him drunk, and then he wakes up handcuffed. Yeah, and is sold into slavery to a you know relatively good slave owner. I mean, yeah, that's I, a relative I wanna, scale, absolutely. I, I want to talk about that specifically. All three of us grew up in the South, uh, Tennessee, and Alabama. That? Sure. Yes, yeah. conversation. Yeah. Just to finish the Zoe Saldana tangent. Yes, God. Okay, fine. <laughs> Do you know she is the only, she holds the honor of being the only person to appear in three of the five highest grossing movies of all time? At World's End, Avengers Endgame. No. Uh, oh. Not at uh, Oh, she's only in the World's first Pirates of the Caribbean, isn't she? Right, yeah. Right. But also, none of those are top five all time. No. Uh, well, At World's End was for a while. It was. Not anymore. Yeah. Avatar, Endgame. Correct, Amundo. Infinity War is in top five, Correct is it? Amundo. Yeah, those. Okay. So cool. two, of, two Avengers, but it's also the yeah. okay, so fucking Avatar. The only person cool. that's in three, and there are 30 <sighs> people that are in two. Right. So hold on though. Fucking hell. We're gonna talk about the movie. Has Spider-Man reached the top five of worldwide yet? Because if so, then Tom Holland also appears in three. Uh give me a second. Which is kind of fucked up. As does Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. As does the guy who plays Ned. (laughs) Because he's an infinity line. But Zendaya's not. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home is six. Ooh, okay. It is Very a close. casual two hundred million behind Infinity War. Cool. Oh, okay. So it's not. And but when he gets to it, when it hits five, it will push himself out of 
out of fifth. So Ooh, what a conundrum. Wow. So uh, all three of us grew up in the South, uh, yeah. either Alabama and, yeah. or Tennessee. And Allegedly. one of us, debatably two of us still lives in the South. I don't uh, know if you count Orlando. Is Orlando the South? The South? Not really. No, yeah, I would say no. Right, yeah. You got to talk into the microphone, Cody. You're talking next to your microphone. It's Why a directional microphone. <laughs> it's um, North Florida is very Southern. Yeah. Central Florida is a weird mix of everything. And Miami yeah. is, or like South Florida is way different. So yeah. Um, in my experience growing up in the South, there are lots of people who try to minimize the evils of slavery by talking about these quote unquote good slave owners who would, you know, they'd read their Bible to their slaves. They would teach them to read. That's something would you treat actually have kindness. heard. Yes. Yeah. Cause absolutely. I did not. Did you oh, know? You've never, did not. you've never no. met someone that's like my family owned slaves, but and, they and were nice to their bad. slaves. Yeah. Their slaves no. liked being slaves. Wow. No, legitimately wow. not. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I definitely that encountered this. A, it's, yeah. it's a pretty I common thing. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, crazy. it's, Truly people who minimize like real racism in America, they point to like, oh, slavery wasn't even that bad. Their words, not mine. I, um, I think that like it's just what people tell themselves right. when they find out that their family owned people. Right. Um, my family did not. I can say pretty confidently. Uh, my family did. Yeah. I don't I guess, say that confidently. I think mine did. I don't know. I my don't family really know much has about been too poor forever yeah. for us to have ever been. My yeah. uh, my family were sharecroppers, seemingly. So, uh, anyways, I think that this movie does a really good job through the Benedict Cumberbatch character to yeah. show how that does not exist. Even the like people who weren't raping and beating their slaves. Um, maybe we should put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. It's just, I mean, I think the trigger warning is the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But um, like, even him, like, should put a regular trigger warning. Yeah, when he's telling him, when when Solomon's telling him, like, "Hey, I have a family. I'm a free man. I need to go back to my family." And Benedict Cumberbatch's response is like, "I can't hear this. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, no. Yeah. Like, I I I don't want to hear this. What are you doing to me?" Right. it's evil also, it's just evilness like it's like it's truly it, the the obliteration of this guy's humanity for like benedict cumberbatch's his name was ford in the movie for ford's like comforts yeah. and like it it's 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 despicable well, it's, whether he's like the one who's beating the slaves or not he's an evil deeply yeah, evil person doing he's... deeply deeply evil things and it, part, of, part it of the system comes from the fact that like he he's like i like I can't know that you're a human being because I invested right. mm-hmm. this. I, I paid this much for you. I am in mm-hmm. debt. Like he took out a mortgage on this guy basically. Yeah. Right. And was like, I have to like pay for you with yeah. your labor. So like, I can't feel bad for you. And right. even like, you know, as he, like he clearly has some respect mm-hmm. for him. He like mm-hmm. is impressed by his history as a logger in Lake Huron. Like he lets him, have his own initiative and like be like, I think we can like float these logs and kind of make this easier. Mm-hmm. He and gives he him kinda, the violin like as a yeah, gift. Like he clearly he, like, has respect yeah. and even maybe he likes him. But when his subordinate does not like him, he has no power. He can't be like, hey, you don't touch him. 
He has to be right. like, the only way I can save your life is to sell you. And the only person I can sell you to is like the literal devil. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not live during the era. So I don't even really understand the Benedict Cumberbatch not being able to like fire Paul Dano or tell him not to do things. But I guess it's like, well, then your reputation, well, I mean, like, in his head, he he still, I believed at some point, like, no, this, this Paul Dano's a human being, and then right, Solomon is less than a human being. So, like, if there's a conflict, I get, I'm going to side with the full human being. It would have been, I guess, the mentality. The mental I also gymnastics. think that he, he knows that if he, like, if it gets out that he right. fired someone because he likes a slave more than a right. yeah. like a white man, then like he will have no respect. Yeah, right. yeah. It, um, it might have been in like physical danger, him and his family. The thing that would have been really frustrating to me if it this wasn't based on a true story and it actually happened would be the Brad Pitt character who is just like, Oh yeah, no, none of this is bad. Whatever, yeah. I'll help you. Um, feels feels very white savior. Yeah, it does, um, but it happens. So you kind of have to be like, well, okay. It's also like, I also think uh, rep is not very good. He, he's not very good. The voice he's it's doing weird. is weird. Does yeah, sound like a. I, it's just weird. I have no better actor than this. I think he's been great in things. I think it is a mm -hmm. weird performance. I think the voice yeah. is weird because supposedly he's Canadian and I don't know what voice he's doing. It's he's trying to be southern, vaguely raspy southern. Yeah, but I, I don't know. But but yeah, he's also like playing like a perfect person. You know, like it's just right. kind of like uh, I don't know. The thing about this movie, it's like you said, Cody. If it was like a fictional account, that's like. Right uh not based on like solomon's actual writings not based on a true story yeah it's all it's it's just it's a depiction of the way the world was right where like it wasn't based on the humanity within solomon that he was freed it wasn't based on like the as brad pitt kind of put it the universal truth that he's a human being worthy of dignity and respect it's not that like nobody should be subjected to slaves it's like a technicality that in this white man's world, Solomon was a free man and he was taken. Right. That was the thing. Not that, not that he as a person inherently had these things. It was based on like the, the bigger structure around it. So it's, it's like in a way for him to break out of that, he almost he needed somebody mm -hmm. in a power position to advocate for him like he well, needed and that the, and that's the whole moment of him leaving and he's leaving Lupita, yeah. like there it's like it's, this isn't like a massively triumphant moment like he's getting out but nothing's yeah. changed yeah really you know, right like and he, he is free. We but. we see him before the credits roll that he continued to try to help people escape through the underground railroad right mm -hmm. um but yeah like uh patsy was just left behind right. with right. this horrific monster who like right. antagonized her uh ruined her life like every single day um the um yeah it's a it's a really sad ending and like you even him being reunited with his family 12 years later is right. 
triumphant in its own way but it's also just like he doesn't recognize the adults in front of him he has a grandchild he didn't know about they've got so much uh acquainting to do is what how he puts it and it's like it was just a over a decade of his life robbed from him yeah the the fact that he just disappeared is crazy that like post like movie the the post movie thing where like right. we find out that he just disappeared is yeah is- we don't know the circumstances of his death yeah well i think the only things we know about him are what were written in his memoir right yeah. so like i i think that like he didn't disappear he just there's no historical record of him well, beyond there- his memoir no, there is though. There is historical record of him well, afterwards. Yes. But like, and that's we that's why like it's kind of weird that it just drops off. But people were like, some people thought he got kidnapped again and put into slavery, which a lot of scholars argue is probably not likely because he would have been very, very old, old at yeah. the time and not that valuable. Mm-hmm. There's a chance of assassination because he was outspoken and yeah stuff like that or he was old and died and was estranged from his family because of ptsd or Mm. who knows what and just kind of went off somewhere and then we don't know what happened um but it's crazy that's a crazy like note for it to end on um do we want to talk about oscar stuff in relation to this movie Sure, sure. I mean, Lupita. This is like Lupita's big, big breakthrough. Yep. Um, yeah, and one she's supporting actress so for it. Yeah, yeah. She's been in a lot. Was I'm not checking out. It was her breakthrough, but it was. it was. It was. But she has had not. She hasn't had a starring role other than us in years. Um. Um. She was in the three five five. Oh, I, I don't even starring think she was one role, of the sure. five. She's been supporting in like several yes. blockbusters, but right, right. She yeah. does supporting stuff a lot and is voices a lot. Like right. it's kind of she yeah. is she's, she's Maz in Star Man. Wars, right? Yeah, she's Maz Kanata. Yeah. She's she's Maz. She's in the Jungle Book movie. Yes. Uh she's she's in Queen of Cutway. Yeah, she only then, worked for Disney other than Jordan Peele. Which is uh, another weird thing. And Little She's Monsters. She's so good in us. Holy shit. Which is like and an indie thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like after, other than us and, well, I mean, there's also like Little Monsters, Us, and 355 are her non-Disney things. Right, which is kind of wild. Non-stop. But once she's in Force Awakens, she's just stuck in Force Awakens. Or stuck with Disney. Not stuck, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so she won... Best yeah. Supporting Actress. The other thing, and you guys know who she won against. I have all this information, which is fun. Oh, God. I have it in front of me. Uh, it's a it's a solid win. Um, who, the who other she, ones she got? Sally Hawkins and Blue Jasmine. Jennifer Lawrence and American Hustle. Kind of a bad nomination, in my opinion. Julia Roberts and August Osage County. Mark will have to speak to that one. I've not seen the film. It's a good movie. Uh, and then June Squibb for Nebraska, which is one of those that happens where it's like, oh yeah, old people, they're still pretty good at acting. <laughs> it's like one of those nominations. Sure. Um, it won Best Adapted Screenplay. This is a crazy one. Um, it won over Before Midnight. 
Whoa, pretty good movie. It's still really wild to movie. put the before movies. They do sequels and adapted. It's weird. Is it because it's based or the the first first one is is based on fucked up? Oh, wait, it's based on characters created by Richard Linklater. And oh, that's so weird. It's stupid. Godfather part two adapted screenplay. Weird. Actually, that rule may have changed post that. I don't know. Hold on. Let's see. Did Godfather Part Two win adapted screenplay? Godfather. Okay. Well, part the two. other things it was nominated against in screenplay was Captain Phillips, uh, Philomena, and Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, written by Terrence Winter, which is good. Was good. Get that to Sopranos. No, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, he also wrote for the Sopranos. You're right. Yeah, so Godfather Part Two was nominated for. Oh, it's based on a book anyway. So the first one was nominated for adapted oh, yeah. screenplay. That's not a good source, but it was nominated for best adapted screenplay as well. Um, fucked up, but yeah, sequels. I've seen that. There was one other movie where that happened, where I was like, "What the hell?" And it was because it was a sequel. Um, um, original screenplay. I mean, her one original screenplay. My pick. Uh. But Dallas Buyers Club was nominated, which is based on a true story, which is always weird when there's an original screenplay based on a true story. Yes, it's bizarre. Sometimes they're like, oh, it's based on an article. So it's an adapted screenplay. Right. But sometimes it's OG, I remember with with Spotlight, it was... uh, Adapted. Adapted because they did their own research, which I think makes sense. And I guess that could be the case here. Um, Well... Or you're saying Spotlight was original? Yeah. No way. It was. Because it's not based on the article written by Spotlight. It was. It's based on original research done into the people of Spotlight. I remember this. It was weird to me. Bizarre. Isn't Trial of Chicago 7, isn't that one also a, a weird original? I thought that one was adapted. That one might be adapted. I don't think so. Maybe it's something this year that people uh, were talking um, about. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get there. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get there. Stop. Well, is it the out. is it the being the Ricardos? Is that one? It, that's one? exactly what it yeah. was. It was being the Ricardos. Um, yes, being the Ricardos. Is that one original or is original. that original? That one is original. Weird. King Richard also original. Both of those are very weird to me. Um, Belfast being original is fine because like that was his own life <laughs> yeah. that he wrote it about like you know but yes it was uh, King Richard and being the Ricardos where I was like what the fuck um, this movie was also nominated for best picture against American Hustle it's definitely better than that movie Captain sure. Phillips I haven't seen it um, it is definitely better than American Hustle it's I mean I think it deserved to win uh, uh, it also beat Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, which Gravity rules. Her, Nebraska, Philomena, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street is probably the one I would have given it to because I think that movie's sure really. That fun. Earlier, earlier you said that this feels like the kind of movie to win Oscars. Did you just like? I think that in a way, this is like the period piece, uh, mm-hmm. costume drama type of type of Oscar winner, like like it, English. It patient, is that kind of thing, but it's like also the artist. It also ties back to like a Schindler's List kind of win, yeah. where it's yeah. like uh, something about like a historic great evil and just giving like a a real look into that yeah unfortunate history. 
Like, just I don't like know, an unflinching look into like yeah. the history of something that we all know happened and nobody right. really wants to think about or look to, at. To me, yeah. this feels like at least one of the most definitive motion picture depictions of slavery. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there yeah. is. Um, and I think that one of the reasons it feels so definitive and honest is that it's like written and directed by a black man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um a british black man not an american black man and he is kind of portraying an american thing but directed still... by uh an american or Mm-mm. a british guy written by oh, an yeah. american right right that's yeah. right john really is american yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah not that I that's mean, a prerequisite was british crime come on <laughs> good point not that that's a prerequisite but that is kind of interesting because it's very much about like the stain on America specifically. Right. Um, but yeah, but still like England was not innocent in this life trade. Wait, did Britain do bad things? No, I don't no, think Britain's ever done a bad thing, but let's move on. <laughs> the British Empire? Other than the Revolutionary War, <laughs> right. uh, Britain was innocent. That's the only thing <laughs> they've ever done. They've they ever were bad done. for about five years. Right. Guys, we're all, everything's, everything's bad. Everyone's bad. We know. We know it's all bad. We know it's all bad. Is this the last quote unquote? Because I don't even think this movie is that conventional, but I I, it definitely falls in some of those categories that like make sense. Is this the last quote unquote conventional Oscar winner? I'd have to look at a list of what comes next. So 2014. Okay, so we've got Birdman, Spotlight. I think Spotlight might be Spotlight's pretty. I just I still haven't seen Spotlight. My my impression of Spotlight is that it is a, a traditional look. It's I've been a waiting good movie. We, every episode I learn there's a movie you haven't seen that blows my mind. I've been waiting until we get to that for like three years now. I'm excited for that episode now. Spotlight yeah. is a weird, quiet, non-showy performance movie. <laughs> like that's why mm. it doesn't feel conventional to me. Okay. 2016 is Moonlight. No. Yes. Yes. Year. Yes. I was right. Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. 2017 Shape of Water. Definitely not conventional. Unconventional. I'm still reeling from that one. <laughs> that one's maybe one of the weirdest. 2018 is Green Book, which I still kind of stand by is not that conventional. It's pretty I, conventional. I think it's pretty conventional in it's not like good. A, it's one of the conventional bad ones. You know what it's I mean? It's like Forrest Gump, Rain Man. Fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it has been a, it's not historical epic, which I think is no. my default for like Oscar bait. But it is um, like feel good drama about like social mm-hmm. issues. And then we have Paris. Forrest Gump is a really good comparison for it. I think it is. That, as yeah, I think is like Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Driving Miss Daisy yeah. too. Yeah. Um, it literally is like I, <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy, but um, with like a schlubby piece of shit. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Then it's, um, I mean, no, it's it's quite literally driving Miss Daisy, but flipped, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it has Parasite, which is a very weird but amazing win. Nomad Land yeah. is not a very typical in the way I, we think it's, about it. It's not, but I, I have a feeling that one day we're gonna look back at like Nomad Land as like a new type you know what i mean sure, i think sure. like power of the dog might win and then it'll feel like another nomad land type of movie in a way well power of the dog it's different as much as i like that movie mm-hmm. 
it, and it's different because it's Shane Campion and a little weird, but it is like ultimately like a period Western. Yeah. Like in ways it would make sense. Well, but the last period Western to win was No Country. Which is kind of a neo-Western anyway. Yeah. And the period it takes place in is a little vague. Unforgiven is before that. Good movie, good movie. Dances with Wolves. I need to see that one. But no, I think like there will be more movies like Nomadland to win. And I think we're going to like think of that. I would love more movies like Parasite to win or even Shape of Water. Like that's what I want. Like, well, if, if Parasite type movies continue to win, that's how Jordan Peele gets his best picture Oscar. Cause like, that's, I mean, if Shape of Water type movies win, that's how Jordan Peele gets his Oscar. Like, that is also true. I think that Fair you're enough. talking about Spotlight being weird because it's like a quiet, understated movie. Like that Which is Nomadland. Nomad is similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I, I think that we are entering a new, like, kind of phase. I, know, I mean, it's exciting. It's around I mean, just the nominations this year were like surprising in some ways. Like, yeah. Drive My Car getting in is insane. It's wild. It just is it's, insane. It's not because, like I mentioned, I wasn't the biggest fan of the movie. Right. Like that, it's a good movie, and it's no, like it's wild a that that type Japanese of film. Like what? Got in? How? It's, it's crazy. Well, it, it's because Parasite won, so clearly yeah. we're not afraid. And Roma was nominated, so like mm-hmm. we're not afraid right. of foreign language movies anymore. Worst person in the world getting a original screenplay nomination. Fucking yeah. crazy and so uh, good. And, deservingly i wish it was nominated for best picture i wish like we had two of the foreign language film because i think like that's the barrier ah geez Um, worst person in the world like i think i'm with you cody where it is like my favorite of last year yeah it's pretty it's so good it's between that licorice pizza it's very close between the two i don't think you'd drive my car would have gotten in if it wasn't for like the hard tin rule um Hmm. and then that's the 10 because i don't well, let me look at the fucking nomination. Nightmare Alley's ninety first. Jesus, I forgot Nightmare Alley was nominated. That's a little a disappointing, movie frankly. Like, but <laughs> it is the ten. It's they call it Nightmare Alley because you fall asleep during it. It's good. I like that movie. It is not the movie I hate most in that lineup. Well, sure, but, don't look but up I, for you. Yeah, but yeah. but I do think Nightmare Alley was the ten. The number ten, Dune being nominated is fucking weird. It's cool. I mean, it's, it's a cool. really it's the fucking coolest weird. block. It's, it's the coolest blockbuster from last year. Like it yeah. just is. It's yeah, so rad. Kobe but getting in is weird. Okay, Oda, we haven't we Oda. haven't talked about the Oscar nomination, so it. this is our little thing. I mean, Coda getting doing in, it. <laughs> in is weird because that is like Coda is the big sick. When I watched that, I was like, this yes. is this is mm-hmm. like the rom com. Mm-hmm. Someone on Letterboxd yeah. called it a Disney Channel original movie, which that's is not accurate. No, I mean, I mean, it's not. it's not a in, de- it's no, so far plot, from decom. in plot in plot. That's kind of accurate, a, but it's a, a well executed way is yeah. torn between what her dad wants her to do with her family yeah, and what she wants to do in her mm-hmm. extracurricular. D- Disney Channel doesn't own boy. that, that plot, No, but... it doesn't, but they made a dozen of them in, in between 2005 and 2008. But like the, sure. the early 2000s era of DCOMs, they did do like quote unquote social issues movies. Yeah, I saw so The Color they, of Friendship. I am aware exactly. that they yeah, did. Yeah, so like this actually, like it makes sense, but it's a well-executed really. So if you think, I think the five, <laughs> black family yeah. adopts an African child it's, and it's she's funny. white. And in a way, yeah. she's now the it's such a it's funny because you said the trial of the the trouble of friendship or the color of friendship. And I was like, I've never heard of this movie, but I know what it's about. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what it's about. 
Mark, what was the five? What was the five of, we need to do the five of oh, in 2022, 20... and then we also need to do 2013. Okay, for 2013, it's 12 years. Yeah. It's Dallas Buyers. Yeah. It's Nebraska Philomena. I did know. Oh, maybe not Philomena. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. How many do I have so far, Cody? Uh, if you're saying Nebraska and Wolf of Wall Street, you're out four, and I disagree with you. Uh, okay, cut Nebraska. Yeah. Add Captain Phillips. Yes. And Gravity? Gravity. Or you are also? correct. No, Gravity. Okay. Those are the five, I think. And maybe Captain Phillips the, out Cody, the for thing is, American Hustle. American Hustle was director nomination. Nebraska yeah. was also director nomination. Uh, yeah, I think that's just a weird one. I think it's American Hustle over Captain Phillips, and then it's Gravity, Wolf of Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club. Or maybe Dallas Buyers Club doesn't get in. It just gets the acting noms. But it got a screenplay nomination. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Hustle, 12 Years a Slave, Gravity, Wolf of Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club. Here's I think those thing. are the five. American Hustle is not a good movie. No, it's not. But that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Um, one, two, three, four, my, five, six, seven, eight. So they did nine. They what did, did nine. We think was in the tenth slot. What was the tenth? Yeah, Blue Jasmine probably, or Gatsby. August Gatsby. Osage. I don't think it probably was Blue Jasmine. Probably Blue Jasmine. I think it was Blue Jasmine. Yeah. Is there like a weird reclaiming of Great Gatsby going on? I feel like I hear a lot of people oh, yeah. talk about how yeah. fantastic that movie is, and it hey, sucks. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's movie's First of good. all, you can knock like go wrong with that plot, and second of all, Boslerman is the perfect choice to direct. He's a maniac. Sure. <laughs> Remember He's how a, a trailer dropped this, and we yeah. thought it was ten minutes long. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was it just because there was an interview before and after the trailer. <laughs> Like, it was um, weird. Um, what are the five this year in 2022? And then we'll talk about the rest of the Oscar docs for this movie. We have so much to get through. We got to do our like. I know, I know. Okay, but we Cody, still talk about Cody, this. Power of the Dog. Yes. Uh, West Side Story. Yes. Belfast. Yes. King Richard. Correct. Lucas Pizza. I don't know. Or I don't think it's Dune. Coda. So I, uh, maybe it's no. Coda. Might be. Don't look up. I yeah no you're right you're right it, don't look up as fifth I think because it had enough support but I think it would have been like literally fifth in the list which is why it's not going to win on a preferential ballot um because it's going to get a lot of ones and a lot of tens um yes I agree with you those are the five and we don't have to do um so the other thing we do for 2013 mark oh we mm -hmm. already figured out the 10th the 10th we think it's blue jasmine yeah um the other thing this movie we're nominated oh, for. oh by the way blue jasmine the last good movie woody allen ever directed i believe that is accurate i, I don't know that be, i saw any to after. be clear i have not seen a, a movie woody allen directed after blue jasmine but <laughs> i don't think i have stand by it but I think that's accurate. That's the last one people really actively paid attention to. I uh, but is it because it was the last good one, or it's because uh, the last one before Woody Allen attention. became like me too? I mean, like, I mean, it was a good deal before. What were the other Woody Allen movies between that Magic and, and the Moonlight? You had Wonder Will, which people said Wonder Will just sucked, just like straight up was not very good. Um. Cafe Society. I actually think some people like that movie. That's the idea. Uh, Irrational Man. Didn't see it. Cafe Society. Yeah. Uh, he made a 
TV show? Yes, with Miley Cyrus. Crisis in Six Scenes? Yeah, for Amazon. Wild. Then Wonder Wheel, and then Me Too happened. And then he did the one that's basically not been released. A Rainy Day in New York with Selena? Yeah. And Timmy. Selena and Timmy. And Al Fanning and, and Jude Law and Diego Luna and Leif Schreiber and Rebecca Hall. Like, yeah, you hear that cast and you're like, cast. kind of sounds interesting, but that's that's how I gotcha. Um, all right, other things that was nominated for Best Director, but it lost to Alfonso Caron for Gravity. Kind of makes sense. Um, kind of, but it is always confusing when the Best Picture winner isn't directed by the best director of the year. Well, but the director, you get a lot of tech attention. I, I know, I know. It, it just is always a little confusing. It's like, but who made the best movie? I don't know. You know? <laughs> I I am a spread the wealth person. I kind of I, like I am too. It's just, movies. It's just yeah. worth noting. It's like, it makes he sense. Was, it does make was, sense with gravity, but does it make sense? Right. He was also the third black man ever nominated for best director. Yeah. Whoa. Crazy. And um, none of them have won. This year, there's been some wild stats. Like, it's we have our first woman to be nominated for Best Director twice. Mm. Jane Campion's mm-hmm. the only person to ever done it twice. Um, we have the first queer person nominated this year since fucking Ian McKellen. First, first out queer person. First out queer person. Yes. Out in, a, in an actor category. Yes, and an actor. Since category. Ian McKellen in when, in what fellowship? Uh, fellowship. <laughs> that's Whoa! Funny. Yes, that's yeah a surprising statistic. So Mark's distinction is important because mm-hmm. um, Sam Smith was nominated for fucking James Bond, whatever. Right. So yeah, so it's in an acting category. So that's yeah. distinctive because of that. And Elton John won something, right? Like he won the song yeah. for Mark and Man. Um, so sure. that distinction is important. And the out distinction is important because Elliot Page was nominated for Juno. Um, and I do think there may have been one or two others. But yes, openly out mm-hmm. um, first time since 2001, which gotcha. is insane. Because if you ask any like random person in the middle of nowhere, you know, where we grew up, they think Hollywood is full of queer people all the time mm. and like for them not to be nominated and yeah, this is a, words, that's a very surprising step um well when you get when you have jared leto winning for dallas buyers club and sure. eddie redmayne being nominated you sure. know. back to back to 2013 yes 12 years of, and 12 years a slave this is the first movie by a black director to be nominated for best picture shut Whoa. up no yeah. way yeah mark no the other the other movies, the only other movie directed by a black uh, director to get nominated for best director was Boys in the Hood, which was not nominated for best picture. Spike never had. Oh, a... No, sorry. I'm sorry. Precious. But that is it. Precious is the first one to earn a best picture nomination. And this is so this one's the first one. to So Spike never got a best picture nomination. Not until Black Klansman. What the fuck was happening? I'm looking this up because I don't believe it. Like specifically <laughs> Spike Lee, Best Picture nominations. Uh, best Original Screenplay. I mean, yeah. maybe. That's so No, yeah. Fucked. 
Black Landsman was the first one. That's insane. John Singleton was the first Black director, then Lee Daniels, then Steve McQueen. There has only been six. There's never been a Black woman directed or nominated for Best Director. I think that'll change the next 10 years. I'm, I'm sure oh, of it. Oh, yeah, 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 it will. But, um, I mean, in the doc category, it's a little better, but not by a ton. Yeah. What the fuck? So what's his face? Which, of course, now I can't remember his name. Like, but he directed important movies. Sidney um, Poitier? Yes. That is who he was, I was more of an actor than a director. I thought he directed important movies. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm Cody, you keep, you keep talking next yeah, to your microphone. Know. What are you doing? Sorry. He's actually not. His, his movies weren't as big as I was yeah. thinking they were. I was thinking of the movies he was in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, y'all anyway, want to talk about who we've seen before? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Quit. We're gonna go through the rest of these fast. Best actor was Chidaway Agia Four. He won on this one. He um yeah. other nominations, McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club, Leo for Wolf of Wall Street was nominated. Best supporting actor, um, Fastbender was nominated, but he or, yeah, but he lost to Jared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club. Boo. Annoying. Wild. Other nominations were Jonah Hill for Wolf of Wall Street um, or Bradley Cooper for American Hustle. Both would have been better wins. Bradley Cooper should have an Oscar by now. What the fuck? Uh, Bradley Cooper should not have an Oscar for uh, American Hustle. He shouldn't have it for American Hustle, mm-hmm. but it is he fucked have up. Won he doesn't for have for Silver it Linings when Jennifer Lawrence won. Because yeah, like they, they were both very good in that. And arguably, Bradley Cooper gave a better performance than Jennifer Lawrence did. He didn't. It was still not ever not be fucked up that he didn't get nominated for stars or that he didn't win for a stars born um uh, win best actor yes who won who won in 2016 2017 whatever that was 2018 and i don't remember Viggo mortensen oh you're right yeah oh, God. that's fucked up <laughs> well, yeah, i don't I mean, think that he should have won yeah it's Vigo. i need to make sure that i'm right about that but i think i am all right while cody's looking this up i will tell you three things about this or two things about this oscar ceremony yeah yeah do it. first of all the ellen selfie <gasps> whoa that's the big. most retweeted tweet of all time uh second of all adele dazim adele dazim <laughs> Iconic disease. The wickedly talented. <laughs> Truly an iconic uh, Oscar ceremony. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, just look up, you just search on YouTube, John Travolta, Idina Menzel, and you'll, you'll see it. It's Fuck. very funny. It's more fucked up. It's more fucked up than Vigo winning. What is it? Rami for Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, oh, yeah, that is also worse. a bummer. Who else was nominated? Christian Bell and Vice. Bad. Um, he, he, Viggo, was, he was, I get it. It's a Viggo Mortensen and Green Book. Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Rami and Bohemian. Mm-mm. Willem yeah. Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. I'm the only one of us who watched that movie. I've not hey, seen the I film, watched that movie. Willem it's never watched it. Willem never misses. So. It's it's fine. It is yeah. truly now even more reading that list so fucked up. Bradley Cooper didn't win. Yeah, I mean, if, if that's who he was up against, yeah, he's who I category. That. I like the part fucked when he goes pee pee in his pants on the stage. That's a, it's a good part. It's a good part. Yeah. Um, this movie was nominated for back to uh, 12 Years Slave, nominated for Best Costume Design, Lost to Gatsby, makes sense. Was nominated for Film Editing, Lost to Gravity. 
kind of makes sense. Best production design, Lost the Gatsby, makes sense. Um, this movie made $187.7 million on a $25 million budget. That's kind of a hit. Um, and it has a 4.1 on Letterboxd. Cool. Uh, here's, here's what's weird about that list you just read. Best Picture winner only won one category. Mm, well, uh, also three. the best lead actor. Oh, mm-hmm. it won. Sorry, you're right. You're right. It was it was uh picture, was, screenplay, okay. and best supporting actress. Okay, never mind. That's the more. Oh, oh, did uh Chibata not win? No. no. Oh. He lost to right. McConaughey. Oh, that's dumb. McConaughey yeah. but good for Lapita. Yeah. McConaughey winning for Dallas Buyers Club is one thing, but to give it to him and Leto, that's a problem. <laughs> sure. You know, like it's like yeah. give one to that movie. Uh, yeah. Chiwetel probably should have won, if not. Leo. I was under the impression he not had to be a Leo kind of one. And then I guess I didn't Film listen Boy. to you when you said, "Has he not ever won?" Then I guess this would be his one chance. Chidaway, no, no, that's yeah. his only nomination, I think. Until Doctor Strange too. Right, right. He's got uh, very good. It, it will continue to be his only nomination. <laughs> um, shit. All right, cool. Mark, your turn. All right. Do you guys? Oh, let's alumni let's go first. ahead and let's do alumni first. Sure. So we this have is to... a big cast, my friends. It is a big cast. <laughs> I know. Paul Giamatti was in oh, uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yes. Boom. He's we didn't even talk about too. the Paul, Paul Giamatti scene, which was wild. Wild. It's just so dehumanizing. I mean, just selling yeah. Yeah. people like their products. It's fucking Separating insane. our families, like, casually. Yeah. And, like, that's another thing about the Benedict Cumberbatch character is he was, like... At the end of the day, he was like a little conflicted about it, but he was chill about separating mm-hmm. the, the yep. kids from uh, the, the woman. I don't remember that woman's well, name. Well, one of the but... kids. He bought He bought one of the kids. No, no. He he asked about the price, but he didn't end up uh, oh, okay. buying her. It was all yeah. Dana was in Prisoners. He was in Prisoners and... last episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Oh, there will we, be we, one. Yeah. Oh, there will be one. Yeah. I also, I mean, I didn't make, I didn't make Chad say all of the things that Paul Giamatti was in. Yeah, 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 we can't do that. Um, Brad Pitt was in seven, uh huh, and Oceans and Burn After Reading and Glorious Bastards, Tree of Life. Yes, God, he was in a lot. Uh, Michael Fassbender was also in Glorious Bastards. That's right. Benedict Cumberbatch was in, in Avengers Infinity War. That's right. <laughs> Fucked up cool. that we did that, it messes everything up. Yes, it does. Um, Lupita, was she oh, in Infinity War? I guess she was. I didn't, we didn't I don't know, know that she is. down. Oh, I don't think she is. I don't think she is. I don't actually. think she is. I don't think she is. It's pretty limited who's in Wakanda. Like Shuri is there. Oh, she wasn't an end game either. That's wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not. It's it's a Koye. Yeah, she's Shuri, just in and Black the Panther. Mom. Yeah. Yeah, Lupita's only in Black Panther. Okay. Um, so shit away. I don't think we've seen him in something yet. Are you sure? I'm not no. sure, but I feel like Sarah Paulson we've seen. Oh, uh, sure. Have not. Nah, Interesting. <laughs> Chidaway, what would he have been in? Because we didn't cover Serenity. Uh, he's just... a British man. Oh, yeah, okay. Is Say he... more. He's okay, not in he King's in? Speech. Uh, um... Is he in King's Speech? No. Okay. What's what he in? in a, he's in, a, he's in uh, a movie set in London. Okay. In London. the near future. Near future. Oh, is he in the fucking uh, Children of Men? 
He's in Children of Men. He yeah. is in Children of Men. That's right. Who the fuck else is in this movie? The the fucking guy from Mad Men. Have we seen him in something? Uh, no. Okay. Um, there are a like a couple of like Scoop McNary is in this movie, right? And he's in Argo. Uh huh. And Garrett Dillahunt is in No Country mm. for Old Men and in this. Yes, movie. he is. He is. He is. I remember right. him. Uh, now, the dude from The Wire. That, has he been anything we've watched? That's, that's it. That that's it. Okay. That's Michael K. Williams. And no. Yeah. Okay. Wait, how did Michael K. Williams not make the cape checklist? Sorry, I'm talking to myself. Yeah, you oh, okay. need to fix that real quick. Uh, so speaking of the cape check, Michael K. Williams is in something. Is yeah, in? What is he in? Yeah, what superhero thing is he in? Isn't he in Luke Cage? No. No, I'm no. thinking of someone else. Okay, never, never, maybe not. Okay. Michael K. Williams was famously going to be in solo as a lion person and then got cut out and replaced Sounds with good. uh vision. Um, um so let's do Paul Giamatti uh-huh. <laughs> plays the rhino. The rhino he does. Uh Michael Fassbender plays Magneto. Magneto. Benedict yes. Cumberbatch plays Doctor Strange. Strange. Yes. Brad Pitt Why, plays just plays- in- an invisible, invisible dude guy in, in Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Yep. Yep. Uh, has Taron Killam been a superhero thing? Probably not. Uh, ooh, I bet he's a voice of something, though. Ooh. He is. He's in the Awesomes. The Awesomes? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was a Hulu animated show produced by Seth Myers. Gotcha. Oh, 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 uh, the, 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 mm. mm-hmm. the daughter, one of the, the slave, the slave daughter gets stripped away i think it was her she is in uh the suicide squad she plays storm reed Reed? yep storm reed she is in suicide squad she she is also in a wrinkle in time which i would argue kind of counts and alfrey woodard is in both luke cage (laughs) Cage and and captain Captain america America civil Civil War. war yep that's right uh, by the and way, Lupita Nyong'o in time Panther. does not count. Get the fuck out of here! Mm, I don't know. Oprah's really big in that movie. Oh, I don't L- know Lupita Nyong'o in Black Panther, but also yes. Paul yep. Zeno is the Riddler in the Batman coming to theaters soon. Yeah, that's right. Is that it? No. <laughs> oh shit. Garrett Dillahunt. No, is... he's the only one on this list that is not. <laughs> Scoot McNary is uh-huh. in. I don't even know who Scoot McNary. BVS. BBS. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, is he like the the court? He's like in the court scene or something. Yeah. Okay. You were talking about Sarah Paulson earlier. Oh, okay. What superhero thing is she in? Paulson. What is she in? Hmm. Sarah Paulson. Hmm. Is it Marvel? Is it DC? Okay, it's neither of those. It's neither Neither of those. Oh fuck! Was she in? Not was she in Glass? She She was in Glass. glass. She's She's in glass. Glass. A glastrophy. Now glastrophy. we have skipped someone that you guys should absolutely and have already talked about being in, in a MCM movie. Uh, did, I, I think I think someone was talking when I said Lupita Nyong'o and Black Panther. Oh nope. wait, should have oh, okay. waited. and Doctor away. Strange and Doctor Strange. Oh right, too. right. <laughs> the titular Twelve Years a Slave. Yes. Um, yeah. All right. The rest of these are going to be tricky. We've got <laughs> who else is in this movie? Well, there's Captain Falcon's sister is in this movie. Wait, okay. she is? Yeah. Okay. Who, who's she play? I don't know. Okay. Oh, I can figure it out if you want me to. I mean, don't. It's is she fine. is she the mom 
who like who has her kids taken away? No. Uh, or, she's Eliza. Okay. That's all I got. That, that might be his like grown up daughter or something. I don't know. Or no, that is, that is the person who gets the kids taken away. I remember That's her name's Eliza. Thought. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. We've got Tom Proctor in this movie as Biddy in Guardians of the Galaxy as a Ravager. Okay. <laughs> We've got Bill Camp in this movie as Ebenezer Radburn. Okay, in- Bill Camp. Hold on. Bill Camp. I know who Bill Camp is. He I just, is surely um, in a Batman movie. Almost. Very close. Very close. <laughs> yeah, I just looked it up. He's in the Joker. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Okay. He's in Joker. I'm sorry. He's in Joker. Yeah. Uh, With and then the got, Batman coming out, we have to be very careful about what we call these movies. We've got Christopher Barry in this movie as James H. Birch. I don't know oh. who that is. Apparently oh, he's also, in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's in so, Spider-Man Homecoming. Cool. That's right. He's Bill Randy Camp, Vale. Bill Camp is also in Birdman, which is also a superhero movie. So once we see that, movie, it's going to fuck things up for us. <laughs> okay. You know what I do? I want to go ahead and say we do not count Birdman as a superhero mm, movie. It's about a man who plays a superhero. A man and who plays we a do see him fly around in a bird costume. So yes, correct. Anytime you see someone flying around in a bird costume, that's a superhero movie. I will count Michael Keaton as being in a superhero movie for that. And also the two Batman (laughs) movies. The other fucking things that he's in. No, the Batman is Robert Pattinson. Okay. Hey, uh, what is, we need to wrap up. What what, is anybody else? That's it. Good. I'm good. Cool. Um, Hey guys, is this movie better than Inside Lewin Davis? Chad. Wait, is that what we're on or are we in prison? Hey guys, I actually forgot we haven't done uh, SNL yet. Fuck well, Taryn Killam, Taryn Killam, is a cast. All right, and we got two two hosts. Got to be Brad Pitt. No, no, he's never. Oh, that was the thing. It's that was the weird. thing. Right, right, right. Got to be uh, Michael Fassbender. No. Hmm. Got to be Sarah it's, Paulson. No, uh, I don't think so. Got to be Lupita Nyong'o. It's it's Giamatti. That's yeah. the weird one. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. That Lupita Nyong'o. No. Benedict Cumberbatch. He did it. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, a weird amount of famous people in this movie to not have hosted SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, Fassbender and Lupita and maybe Sarah Paulson are the ones that you're like, they should have Pitt hosted. And Brad Pitt. Yeah, but like, well, Dano and okay, Shinaway is not Pitt, that though, weird. He, we he count, played Fauci. He played Fauci. They didn't so host. does that count in the way that Taron Killam no. counts? No. Okay. you got to be a cast member to be counted. Okay, cast member or a host. Like you yeah. can't say, "Oh, Oscar Isaac appeared on a What Up with That sketch," and yes. count him as a in the okay, hosting fair game. Enough. Fair um, enough. By the way, Brad Pitt now tied with Samuel Jackson for most popular crazy. Which, by the way, Oscar Isaac is about to host SNL, so he's about to count no matter what. Oh, is he? Is, is he actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, cool. The next people, it's Oscar Isaac. I don't remember anymore. Cool. Um, so is this better than is it inside Lone Davis is what we're doing? Or no, I, thought, it's I thought I thought yeah, up. y'all outvoted me for prisoners, my own movie last week. It's John Mullaney, Oscar Isaac, and Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz is the choice from Batman. So Pattinson yes. and Dano are not. So interesting. I imagine Pattinson would hate hosting. But I don't know. Really good. Seems I like a chill dude. Good. Yeah. Is it better um, than prisoners? Hmm. 
Interesting question. Mm, I certainly enjoy watching Prisoners more, even though it's also kind of an unpleasant movie. <laughs> yeah, it's also unpleasant. The difference is that in Prisoners, only one person gets physically tortured. That's true. And he's a little freak, as we talked about. Jesus. And he's in a box for half the movie. You don't have to look at him. Yeah, he's got Who's in the box? Much like uh, American slavery, we just put it in a box and we don't think about it. All yeah. Right. We need to wrap up. So. Yeah, we're talking through which movie's better. I don't know if you want to be a part of that conversation instead of texting on your phone. Uh, that'd be, I'm not texting. That'd be I'm about to send you guys a tweet thread. It's fine. Okay. I really have to go to the bathroom is the truth. Okay, then I will go ahead and say that I prefer Prisoners only purely on yeah. the rewatch value, but honestly, neither of these movies are movies I want to watch a ton. Yeah, yeah, neither of them are movies I want to watch a ton. They're both like wildly affecting uh god i don't know cody you want to go prisoners okay cool for me it's 12 years a slave because i uh care about the social issues yeah (laughs) no Um, i mean it's it's a toss-up i I think i was leaning prisoners but yeah it's it's a toss-up i'll say prisoners though i'll make it a unanimous we're all on the same page for the purpose three white men vote against (laughs) it made us uncomfortable so we don't like it (laughs) doing this the sarah sherman bit from snl have you seen her do that on oh, the... i don't think so oh it's, i hadn't watched the last couple of weeks it's so good I, Look it I, up, chad it's i caught her... up this weekend almost it's, yeah it's very good it's her on weekend update talking yeah. to colin jost and then just Great. misinterpreting everything he says it's yeah. so fucking well funny. I, the, I saw the first time she did that and it's like the funniest thing i've ever seen so i'm glad to see that that's what she's it. done it again yeah she's so funny she's so funny um cool hey Tell people where you can freaking find them and where you they can freaking find you. Sure. And I want to go um, first. You can find me you're looking forward to. at Wallington Mart on all social media platforms. That's Instagram, Litterboxed, uh, Twitter, Serialized. in that order of importance. Serialized as well. Um, you can catch me catching up on uh, Saturday Night Live on Sunday mm-hmm. mornings. Uh, I want to watch the Batman. Have fun <laughs> Fuck picking you. something else, you guys. <laughs> you I really hopped in here. You can find me at Chad A. Oliver on all social media platforms, including Letterboxd and Serialized. Trying to remember to log on my TV shows, but there are a lot of episodes of television and it's hard to log You don't on. have to do every episode. I know, uh, but I like to leave a little review after I've watched something. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. I'm do trying to want. figure out how I'm using the app and that's yeah. a journey you can go on with me if you just follow me at Chad A. Oliver um movie i'm looking forward to is the batman no uh, you have to pick a different one i don't think i do i'm you very, do okay you do. well I, I i in all seriousness i am very much looking forward to turning red yeah, but i wish i could see it in a theater because yeah it's a bit of a bummer yeah it's a bit of a bummer but hey luca was one of my favorite movies from last mm-hmm. year and i saw that on streaming um yeah it's not gonna ruin the movie just because disney no. is distributing it in i don't annoying ways yeah Maybe I'll catch it at the uh, El Capitan Theater. Maybe they're playing it there. They are. I should do that. They are. Um, You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd and Serialized. Uh, A movie that I am looking forward to. I'm going to give you a twofer. Um, I'm excited for After Yang, which is a Colin Farrell movie that's also about a robot or something that's supposed to be very emotional and affected, uh, directed by the guy who directed Columbus a couple of years ago. People say it's incredible. Uh, It's hitting theaters, but will also hit Showtime. So I'm going to try and not let myself 
lose it, even though there is a chance of that. I'm also excited about Lucy and Desi, which is an Amy Poehler directed documentary right, about yeah. those two. And it's a documentary. Yeah. And I'm definitely more interested in that than I was in being the Ricardos. So. Yeah. Like from the perspective of Amy Poehler, who like obviously looked up to Lucille Ball quite a bit. Like, right. I mean, she like grew up on that, on her and Carol Burnett and them. Like, yeah, that perspective would be fun. It's also a fascinating, not quite FYC campaign, but also definitely an FYC campaign because being the Ricardos is also Amazon. This doc is yeah. on Amazon the week before Oscar voting ends. Right. Um, really interesting there. Um, so this doc anyway. isn't up for it's not winner, right would it would it be for next year it would be for exactly. next year but this is definitely positioned at the exact time to, to push, push nicole kidman yeah, totally, totally to win which yeah. is probably gonna happen yeah just its own thing hey chad what's the best hey. movie of 2013 prisoners hey mark what's the best movie of 2013 prisoners cody same question the best movie of 2013 is Prisoners. Thanks everybody for listening. And remember, I will not fall into despair. Hey, everybody, on the next episode of Best Pictures, where we're working on freaking leg day and freaking pumping iron, we're watching freaking Pain and Game. Yeah, brother, from our favorite film director in the entire world, Michael Bay. People say Um, it's his masterpiece, which I'm excited to see what that means. I can't wait to masturbate to this masterpiece. I'm the Tony Shalhoub character. It's freaking streaming on Hulu I'm, and Paramount. I'm, I'm pushing my shoulders to forward movie. to make myself look more buff on yeah. camera, but that's just for you guys. That's, that's not just for, for us. Hey, it's streaming on Hulu and Paramount Plus, yeah. so you Did, have no excuse. We guys know that Tony Shalhoub's middle name is Mark, but it's spelled with, with a C. I didn't know that. That's pretty fucked up. I learned that just now. You've been watching Miss Maisel? No, I'm a monk fan. He's out, a monk. Maybe he's a, he's a monk I, punk. As we monk call punk. him, I only <laughs> recognize monk. My grandmother loved the show Monk. Monk she, like, punk. It's a good show. Yeah. I mean, maybe bad overall for the perception of OCD in our culture, but maybe, but good show. Yeah. yeah. Also, right. good at Men in Black. Oh, just so you guys know, I will not be masturbating when I watch the movie Painting Game. <laughs> He, he'll he wait till uh, the movie's over. So yeah. pause in the middle and yeah. So you, you bay heads and you monk punks. This might be the longest week. outro we've done. I doubt uh, it. You, you rock frocks and you mark, marky, marky marks, marky marks. Yeah. Freaking come on. Painting game next week, baby. That might be cool.com. You never know.